You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Dear Baptized, and especially to Owen, this is the day of baptism, which means it is the day that Jesus puts His name on you, that is to say, you are mine, you belong to me. This, this is what it means to be righteous and holy and perfect in God's sight. Before we've even managed to do a good work, Jesus does this good work in us. He exalts us. He brings us to the best seat. Even seating us, as St. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4, seating us in heavenly places next to Him giving us everything that we need for this life and for the life to come. And this is being lifted up by Jesus. It's what Jesus has done for you, Owen, and for all the baptized, for the humble who are exalted. Jesus says it in the text. Luke chapter 14, Everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. These, dear saints, are the words of your Jesus. And they are really a theme that runs throughout the entirety of Holy Scriptures. For example, Solomon writes, Proverbs 29, verse 23, One's pride will bring him low, but he who is lowly in spirit will obtain honor. Or the prophet Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 21, Thus says the Lord God, Remove the turban, take off the crown, these things shall not remain as they are. Exalt that which is low, and bring low that which is exalted. James quoting Solomon from Proverbs chapter 3, says this, He gives more grace. God gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And Peter quotes that same verse from Proverbs. This is 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5 and 6. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, Therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, He will exalt you. David prays, Psalm 138, verse 6, For though the Lord is high, He regards the lowly, but the haughty He knows from a distance. And Mary's prayer, the Magnificat, Luke chapter 1, which really sets the theme for the entirety of Luke and the entirety of the Gospels, really the entirety of the Bible, Mary prays, He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He's filled the hungry with good things and the rich He has sent empty away. And and these verses could be multiplied from Proverbs, from the preaching of the prophets, from the Psalms, from Hannah's song in the Old Testament, from Old Testament to New. This is the the Lord's preaching to us that the humble will be lifted up and the proud will be cast low. And this should catch our attention. In fact, the Lord Jesus is letting us know that He seems to have a special interest in taking those who have exalted themselves and bringing them down. And on the other side of things, taking the lowly and lifting them up. Really, Jesus loves to do this. To flip the world on its head. To turn things upside down. 
If we could simplify this teaching, we could say that there's three things that the Lord is impressing upon us. First, that pride is punished. Second, that the humble are rewarded. And this is all for the sake of the third point, which is this. Everything in the kingdom of God comes to us as a gift. So Jesus sees the Pharisees taking the best seat at the table. And taking for them, with everything that they're doing, the title of holy. When these Pharisees, Jesus sees these Pharisees operating this way, and taking honor from men, and demanding honor from God, He teaches them to take the lowest seat. He tells them the parable. When you're invited to a feast, don't take the seat at the head of the table, because someone who's more important than you will show up, and the and the master of the feast will have to come and tell you, hey, that seat's for someone else. You go sit there by the restroom. (laughs) Jesus is doing more than giving them some friendly advice or teaching them manners. Jesus, with these words, is assaulting them and us and you with how it is in the kingdom of heaven. You see, this is more than a Pharisee problem, but it is the Pharisee problem to exalt yourself, to lift yourself up by your own doing. To demand from others and from God honor. But we are the Pharisees. And these words of Jesus are an assault on our own conception of our own goodness, on our own self-righteousness, on our own boasting, and on our own pride, which manifests itself, by the way, in two ways. One is that we think we're better than other people. But the second, and this is the most deadly way, and the thing that Jesus is attacking head on, So we think that we are good enough for God. That's dangerous. Now, we've all seen it. You know how this goes if you see an interview with someone and uh, they they don't go to church. Maybe they're not a Christian. And someone comes and they ask them, will you go to heaven? And the answer is always, well, yes, of course, you're going to go to heaven. And why? Why will you go to heaven? Because I'm a good person. Sometimes people will hedge their bets and they'll say, Because I'm a pretty good person. (laughs) Sometimes they'll really hedge their bets and say, because I'm better than average. (laughs) This is almost invincible pride that clings to our human nature and our sinful flesh. And you have it too. Now, I do not know the best way to get at this. This pride that's embedded in your flesh and in my flesh. But here's a couple of tries. Tell me if this has happened to you. Something bad will happen to you or to someone in your family. It just could be a coincidence. It could be something really bad, like your house is struck by lightning and turned into ashes. Or it could be i mean, something not even that you get in a fender bender or back your car into the side of your garage or something. And you think to yourself, why did this happen to me? As if it should have happened to someone else, but not you. After all, you've been faithful in saying your prayers and going to church and giving the offering or whatever. Why me? That's that pride creeping up there. Or, And I think this is one way to get at it, too. We, we have this theological problem where we say, how can it be that someone who's never heard the name of Jesus, you know, someone who's out floating on an island somewhere in the Pacific, and no one has ever been there to tell them the gospel, how can it possibly be that that person will go to hell? You know that problem? 
That, that is a theological problem for our minds, is an indication that this pride still clings to us and that we think that there's something that we've done that hasn't deserved God's damnation. It's this pride clinging to our flesh that says, well, maybe we don't, after all, deserve hell. This pride shows up in a, in a lot of preaching, uh, in a lot of churches, where the reason why I'm going to heaven and someone else is not is because I've done something. I've decided. I've, made, I've said a prayer. I've submitted my life to Jesus. I've, uh, I've accepted Him or, or surrendered to Him. This is the same Pharisee pride that wants to cling somehow, grab onto something that's in me that's good. And it's dangerous. The one who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. You see, this is the work of the Lord's law. Not just to show us our sins, the things that we've done wrong. And the Lord knows that there's plenty of things that we've done wrong that we need to be shown. But the law also shows us our sin, our sinful nature, the sin that clings to us from Adam and Eve. You see, you, your sin is not just what you've done. It is who you are. There is an infection of your nature that makes you despicable to God and deserving of His wrath. And to know this is to humble yourself. To recognize this is to humble yourself. To stand and say before God and before man that I am a poor, miserable sinner, that I have deserved God's wrath, His temporal punishment and His eternal punishment, that I've sinned in thought, word, and deed by the things that I've done and by the things that I haven't done, and that sin clings to my own nature, making me repugnant to the One who is holy, despicable to the One who is perfect. This is to humble yourself, to be humbled by God. And this is nothing other than repentance. I mean, you see, this is not a lesson about manners. This is a lesson about you and your Jesus. Because what Jesus does with the humble is not what you expect. I mean, really, when we finally get to the point where we realize what we deserve from the Lord, Lord, you should send me straight to hell, to the fires of eternity, where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth, and the smoke goes up forever and ever. When we finally realize that that's exactly what we deserve, we think that's what we'll get, but you don't. Because Jesus exalts the lowly. In fact, when we are finally brought low in the confession of our own sinfulness, we there find a friend who also humbled himself. Being born of a virgin, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law. The one who humbled himself to the point of death, even to the point of death on the cross. The one who humbled himself to be beaten, spit upon, mocked, stripped, nailed to a cross and abandoned by God to have all of your sin and the wrath that you deserve heaped on Him. When we are humbled, we find a friend in the humble one, Jesus, who abandoned everything 
for your sake, who though he was rich, became poor, so that you might be made rich in him. The one who emptied himself of everything that he possessed so that he could fill himself with you. So Jesus is the master of this feast. And he says to you, move up higher. (laughs) In fact, better than that. He says, friend, move up higher. Oh, Lord, I've sinned. I've not loved you or my neighbor. Friend, move up higher. Lord, I've, I've forgotten your name. I've cursed. I've blasphemed. I've stolen. I've despised my neighbor's life, my neighbor's spouse, my neighbor's name. Friend, he says to you, move up higher. Oh, Lord, we say, I'm dying, I'm dead, I'm in the grave. Friend, he says, move up higher. I am a poor, miserable sinner. And he says, friend, I forgive you all your sin. And dear friends, this is our comfort. And this is our peace. Jesus says, everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 915, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 1045 a.m. On Tuesday mornings, there is a matin service at 830 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 930 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace.